Hello fellow Whovians, welcome to Who Do You Think You Are, this is Doctor Who Rewatch Review Podcast, hosted by me, Jordy Steele, and Cultaholic and Triple Drops, Fraser Porter. What's cracking, Jordy? Not much, bro. I, it's it's quite late, we are recording, we've done a double episode tonight, as we double usually episode. do. This is yep. the second episode of the night, uh, yep. let's hope this one is an improvement. It, um, we're past, we're past the dark age now. Yeah. We can look on to brighter things. On to brighter pastures. We are we are actually making very good progress through Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, we are almost at the end of David Tennant's first season. Yeah. Um, it's exciting. That's two out of what? 11? 14? What seasons? 14, yeah. 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 We're 13 so far. So that's exciting. I'm, I just want to get to season five. That's yeah. how I get to it. I watched today on YouTube because it came up on my recommended the Rings of Akaten speech. Of course. And every time I see it pop up, I have to watch it. Yeah. It, um, it's incredible. Incredible. Yeah. I will say season four I'm looking forward to because a lot of bangers in that. Absolutely. We got Blink in the next season. Oh, it's going to be good. We've also got 42. Yeah. Family of Blood. Family of Blood. It's, it's yeah, lots to look forward to. But we're on season two, episode eleven, "Fear Her," and um, I I I didn't do a poem for this week. Uh, couldn't be bothered, so I've just written down a bunch of puns. Right, let's do it. The writing's on the wall in this episode. <laughs> I have an inkling we'll see some danger. <laughs> We're really drawing on some adult themes now. Ah, oh, that was it. Oh, that was that was good. Yeah, yeah. I can see where. You, I think what you should do is you should keep to the poems. Um, <laughs> <laughs> keep to your day job. Keep to the day job. Keep to the poems. Um, yeah. I'm sure there'll be lots of disappointed audience members not to get a poem. So I think what you do, if you can come up up with one at some point, put it out with the tweet. Yeah, when the writing's on the wall in this episode. I have an inkling we'll see some danger. We're really drawing on some adult themes now. It's time that we watch Fear Her. Oh, that <laughs> oh. was some freestyle. Yeah. That's Jesus it. Christ. You've nailed it. You have nailed it. Yeah. This episode was directed by Euros Lynn. Woo. He's back, baby. He's back. Uh, and it was written by Matthew Graham, who wrote this and The Rebel Flesh and The Almost People. Now, I quite like those episodes. They're much later on, though. The fact that he took yeah. a lot of time away. That's, that's what, four seasons difference between between then, you know, between the episodes? Yeah, is that season five or six? I want to say it's season five, um, but it could be six. It could well be six. I quite like season it. five ends with the Pandorica, doesn't it? The Pandora it does, opens. Yeah. Pandora so opening. must be season six because season yeah, six yeah, is a good Silurian man is, goes to war or something. And it's got the Silurians. Yeah, uh, detectives us two. Um, it's 2012 on the day of the London Olympics opening ceremony, and in the suburbs of London, children are disappearing right from the streets. The doctor and Rose arrive and notice all the missing posters for children who disappeared. All in that week. It's spooky. Something's going on. There's missing children. Yeah, it's like it. 
Yes, if it was a BBC production film in Cardiff. In London, yeah. Uh, I love the TARDIS materialising the wrong way. Round. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's quite funny. It's a nice... The subverted, the, the, yeah. whole, the whole twist. Did they not do the same sort of bit in the Peter Capaldi episode with the graffiti monsters? Or am I just remembering that wrong? God, I... We'll find out. We'll find out. In like eight seasons' time. Yeah. Uh, Rose meets a council worker filling in potholes on the street. Kel, who uh, explains that strange things have been happening all week. Children disappearing, cars breaking down. A crowd of neighbours form and begin accusing each other, mostly Kel, of causing the problems and, after calming them down, the Doctor and Rose assume the identities of inspectors. Straight on the case. I'm glad they're diving right into the, the episode immediately. Yeah. There's no dancing around what's going on. They're like, cool, we're yeah. in it. Something weird's going on. Let's figure this out, gang. Yeah. Rook for Cruz. <laughs> that was meant to be a Scooby-Doo impression and not uh, offensive to a, an entire culture. Do you want to try it again? Rook for Cruz. That may be I even that more offensive. Yeah, uh, the doctor is able to feel like, residual. Like guys, let's find some clues. Let's look for clues, gang. Jinkies, they just jinkies. And I'm Daphne. That's all. That's her character. Like, like Scooby Doo. Who does Where a Daphne you? impression? Where are you? Yeah, who does? Rockroo. <laughs> If you want a Scooby-Doo in Review Podcast, we will give you that. How has there not been a Doctor Who Scooby-Doo crossover? That's a good question. In, in cartoon form. Yeah, surely it would likely. be. Yeah, cartoon. But, but we've not had it, which is mental. Uh, the Doctor is able to feel residual energy from the activity taking place, and they split up and begin investigating. Rose hears a strange noise coming from a garage and opens it, only to be attacked by a creature purely made of graphite. A 3D scribble. It's a weird monster it's, thing. It's like a tumbleweed thing. Yeah. And they shoot from its perspective, which is very strange. Yeah. Very uh, Sam Raimi. It is very Sam Raimi. It's also very um, later episode where it's Agatha Christie and shooting from the wasp perspective. Yes. Um, it's It's... It's a strange alien that I th- I think it's quite cool, the concept of a 3D scribble. Um, but the way that he figures out it's a 3D scribble and then proceeds to rub it out in midair is very strange. It's and very... I don't think that bit was very well done. Uh, I liked uh, it, but it's terribly done. It just disappears. I mean, that's how it would work, right? No, <laughs> there would be friction and everything. It's it's very strange, um, and I'm glad they did graphite and not lead. Otherwise, they'd be dead. Probably poison, some poisoning. Yeah, yeah. 
Rose noticed a girl watching them from her window, and they decide to talk to her and her mother. Under the guise of child services, they talk to Trish Weber and her doctor Chloe, a secluded child who spends her days in her room drawing pictures of other people. Trish explains that Chloe's father was an abusive alcoholic. When Rose goes to Chloe's room and can't find her, she checks her closet and discovers a drawing of Chloe's father, which begins to glow and shout at Rose. Uh, quite a heavy topic. To yeah. be fair, an, an alcoholic, abusive father, and then quite clearly, this character has drawn her father. Yeah, and like, has manifested this horrible thing in her in her cupboard. Um, a decent, a decent spooky I'm element. I'm going to get you, Chloe. I'm going to get you, Chloe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to get you, Chloe. It's quite Pennywise that bit. Okay, you get you, Chloe. Where it's just this, it's this thing. I think. Oh, what a balloon! They could have done more horror elements to this, but um, they could it's have, a very, yeah. it's a very kid-friendly episode. Hmm. Uh, the doctor hypnotizes Chloe to sleep, allowing whatever has taken over her to speak. It is an isolus, a space-faring, psychically empathic creature that uses solar flares to fly its ship. They have a large family of 4 billion, but has been separated from the rest of its kind. When it crashed on Earth, it found Chloe and empathised with her sadness, so bonded with her. It flew inside her. Yeah, it was. It didn't hold back. It just decided, that is where I'm living. I'm yum, yum, yum. Yeah, just... <gasps> right in there. Yeah, she would have... Like, surely that could kill her. Where... where which way did she go down? It's a, it's a symbiote. Yeah, did she go down the airway or did she go down the 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 stomach way? Stomach? It just burned. Just like, this was a bad idea. Yeah, it possibly died. Does not understand the anatomy of the human. Yeah, burns instantly from Inst- stomach, the stomach acids. acids. Yeah, oh possibly. god! <laughs> yeah, let me out of here! I sure messed up this time. <laughs> Uh, it seeks a surrogate family if it can't be with its own kind and has been psychically trapping children and animals in Chloe's drawings. Good drawings. Um, yeah. But its power can physically uh, trap things if I'm it's drawn. i draw a friend. But, like, does the how does the character, or how does the alien have this power? Like, to... It's an alien. You, you, it? draw, you draw it and then the thing yeah. disappears. You just have to be picture perfect drawing, which yeah. they are. But many like, of yeah, many of them look like just children, just any generic child. Any child. So like, what if it's she more, drew a, What if she drew a T Rex? That would have been interesting. Would appear in the in the drawing. Yeah. These are questions that we will have to ask Russell about. Yeah. Come on, Russell. <laughs> Very Jamie Oliver. Come on, Russell. Get what on other, this show. What other impressions have you got that you could you think you could Oh many. I've got so many okay. impressions. Bust out a new one for this next passage of recap. Oh for the entire passage. Just this passage of recap, this paragraph. Um a different impression. I, 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 you put me on the spot. So not now. Jamie Oliver. 
You could do a different TV chef. You could do. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've done Gordon Ramsay previously on this. We series. have. You could do a different celebrity. What celebrity is your go-to impression that's not Jamie Oliver? Um, I don't know. I'm I'm just so varied that I just uh, I can't think of something. Uh, Ray Romano. Just go to Ray, Ray Romano. Uh, Doctor, hey guys. Uh, the device. Um, you said the, the sloth. Get the Continue. Just just shout celebrities at me and I'll just be them for the entire John Snow. But before he can... No, no, uh, Channel 4 News presenter, John Snow. But before he can, <laughs> clearly draws him in the top. I don't know what he sounds like. <laughs> it, Ian McKellen as Gandalf. Ian McKellen, but before he can, clearly draws him in TARDIS, making them both disappear. Peter Griffin. Rose. The Aisle refuses... Oh, that's just any Boston. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> there you go. Mark Wall, <laughs> the isolist refuses to leave Chloe, having grown to love her. So, no, uh, sorry, that's Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> He's just... <laughs> <laughs> Somebody get... <laughs> just... Oh. It must be go hot trying to do Jimmy Fallon. It's too what? much energy. And one final one. Okay. Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Robert Downey Jr. Rose looks for the pod by seeking the hottest spot in the street and finds one of the potholes that Kel was filling in. America. Using one of his... America. That's how Dad did it. That's how America, America does it. it. And it served us well pretty far. All right, so I've got you one more that you've got to do. Okay. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Using one of the pickaxes is a very good pickaxe. One of the best pickaxes. Uh, she digs up the pothole. Could have been bigger if I had done it a bit bigger. Uh, and she fights the pod. And uh, she sends it back to Mexico over the wall. And they're going to the pay. Wall. They're going to pay for the whole thing. I swear to God. Uh, a desperate isolist has, draw, has Chloe draw and abduct the entire crowd of the Olympic Stadium. They go. They all disappear. All of uh, them. Gone. All of them. None. Uh, if I was in charge, they wouldn't have gone. But because Joe Biden, because he's president, uh, they all disappeared. And uh, I, th- I blame the immigrants. Yeah, you do. Thanks, Donald. <laughs> So there we go, there we go. He's, he's drawing the Olympic Stadium with everyone in, yeah. in it. I feel like I should do the entire thing over again because it was pretty incoherent. I mean, you can do, but you're keeping that in. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, the Doctor crafts a device to discover the isolus ship, a small pod, but before he can, Chloe draws him in the TARDIS, making them both disappear and leaving Rose on her own. The isolus refuses to leave Chloe, having grown to love her. Rose looks for the pod by seeking the hottest spot in the street and finds one of the yeah, and yeah. finds one of the potholes that Kel was filling in. Using one of his pickaxes, she digs up the pothole and finds the pot. A desperate isolist has Chloe draw and abduct the entire crowd of the Olympic Stadium, but it's not enough, so she begins to draw the planet. What a horrible, horrible villain. Trying to yeah. 
how would that have worked? Because it, she that that would have been include her. It would include her and the wall that she's drawing on. Yes, and then the world would get trapped in the wall. Yes, but also like. But the wall would be trapped. Yeah, she's drawing the world. In the wall. But like, not every. Would that be include everyone in the world, or would they just be? Or would the globe just disappear and everyone's just floating in midair in space? Like instantly die. These are questions that we need answers for, and there's yeah. only one person that can give us those answers. It's Donald. Donald, Donald J. J. Trump. Big fan of Doctor. Doctor Who's a big fan of me. Doctor is a big fan. Like him. I like the older ones more than the newer ones. <laughs> Better work ethic. I think we should pay them more. Uh, at that moment, the torchbearer runs through the streets. Uh, Rose runs out and throws the ship into the torch's flame, powering it up. The Isolus leaves Chloe, and children begin reappearing in the street. Rose realizes that with the drawings coming back to life, so will the demonic drawing of Chloe's father. Chloe and her mother begin singing together to calm her down, and that ends that problem. Yeah, it just disappears, and that's obviously never going to come up again. I'm coming to get you, Chloe! <laughs> it's just, it's a, a big evil bad villain that's we never actually see. Just, we never see. It's, it's walking. This episode, I feel, was very low budget. I do have some notes on that, so we'll get to that. Okay, because I was like, this feels like something a student could have shot yep, yep the yep. probably the 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 biggest the the most most of the budget went to the animation of the isolus yep. and the animation of uh rose throwing the pod into the the torch yes and maybe the animation on the actual drawings themselves yeah um but that could have been like stop motion it's true yeah uh, why does Rose go to the street to look for the doctor when everyone's coming back and not where he disappeared? That's a good question. I didn't think Cause of that. Because they, they, the TARDIS, where they were, it was beside like a train, like a rail yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they disappeared outside the TARDIS. And she goes back to the house. And she's like, where is he? He's not here. No, he wouldn't be, would he's, he? He's just, yeah, he's back. On the TV, the torchbearer passes out, somehow due to the pod landing in the torch. But the torch is picked up by the Doctor. He's back. Who, who carries the torch to the Olympic Stadium and lights the flame himself, giving enough power to the Iceless ship, allowing it to leave. How did he get past security? He's got the psychic paper. He just goes, ah, that, yep, I'm the just next. flicks it out. I'm the torchbearer. I'm the torchbearer. And they're like, okay. Right, I mean, we sure? saw the torchbearer. We've seen... Just go through. They should have a torchbearer. I, I don't get... A torchbearer. <laughs> it's the bear. Torchbearer, torch... What you doing? Yo, bro, what you doing? I'm a bear and I've got a torch. <laughs> <laughs> like a... Like a... Like a... Like a torch or like a, an electric torch? Yeah, like a... Like a flashlight. Just a bear, yeah. Bear, the torch bear. If you're ever camping, it's a good camp, a ghost story. And he yeah, saw a light in the woods, and he went closer, thinking it must be the rescuers. But it was a bear with a torch. It's a, it's a torch bear. And he said, what are you? And he said, oh, I'm the torch bear. 
I've got a torch. He's holding it with his bare hands. It's like, what was that in? Was it maybe Parks and Rec? Where they're like, oh yeah, we'll have a ring bear. A ring bear? (laughs) And then it's just like... A ring bear? Yeah. <laughs> like no, it's, Andy or something. It's, it's a ring bearer. Bearer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's why I said a ring bear. Ring <laughs> like, bear. Might be it. Might be the office with Dwight actually. Mm. And he's like, we're gonna have a ring bear. Yeah. And Angela's like, no, 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 we're gonna have a ring bearer. Yeah. Yes. It's like it's a great pun to make. Ring great bear. running joke. As as good as uh, bare hands, or the right to bear arms. <laughs> It there's changes a, if you emphasize different a, parts of it. There's a couple <laughs> ones I like where, like, um, what, what are you eating? Oh, shrimp fried rice. Shrimp fried this rice? <laughs> <laughs> or, like, you can do it with anything. <laughs> How do you do that? An egg fried rice? An egg fried this rice? <laughs> um, or, like... It will always... Piss off the other person. Yeah, like one that I try and get quite often is, <laughs> you know that the Google Maps on your phone, it's really like picked up. In the the recent update is really great. I was walking uh, to a place I've not been before, um, and I was get the directions up, and it was mm-hmm. it was like bare left, and I knew to avoid the bear. <laughs> so obviously, I went right. Uh, or I werewolf. Like the one that's, werewolf. What? Yeah. What over there? <laughs> Where there? I like the the classic. Just the bear with me. There's a bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> the bear. It's like oh, with yeah, a bee. Yeah. There's yeah. a bee. <laughs> just but the shrimp fried rice one's good. Shrimp, shrimp fried rice. <laughs> shrimp fried this rice. The Doctor and Rose reunite and Rose observes that though many have tried, no one will ever split them apart. Always one to ruin the moment, the Doctor stares at the sky and ominously declares, a storm's approaching. There's a storm coming, Harry. And we all best be ready when she does. You best be getting a Quidditch, Harry. I'm sure yeah. you've got that first thing. That's the all thing right. I noticed I... about playing Harry Potter in the Chamber of Secrets. I should not have said that. Is everyone knows Harry Potter's schedule. You walked to, like, I was walking around the castle, and everyone yeah. goes, Dude, you have Quidditch right now, Harry? And then Hagrid's like, I think you've got Quidditch right about now, Harry. And then you do. He never plan. actually has Quidditch. No, he didn't. I had, I had potions. Um, yeah. But you do one class. We're getting off track here, but you do one class, like 9 a.m., Ron comes and wakes you up. Come on, Harry, get downstairs. You go downstairs, you do the class, and then he goes, well, I'm exhausted. I'm off to bed. And it's like, it's like 10 a.m. <laughs> like, something's wrong with this kid. To be fair, that is in character with Ron, though. And in character with uni students, right? Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, Doctor, sorry, is, is a storm approaching. Uh, it ruins the moment as Rose is like, we're yeah. never going to be split up. Um, Which is weird because he is the oncoming storm. He is the oncoming storm. And then we get a, a little next time trailer, which kind of shows a lot. Yeah. It's like the rose is like, this is the story and how I died. It doesn't show one reveal, but it shows their attack. Um, it, it shows a couple. And like sound effects. It shows a couple things too too much. Like they shouldn't yeah. put that there. But alas. I do love hearing David Tennant say Cybermen. 
The Cybermen. Yeah. Cybermen. It's the Cybermen. I, I'm looking forward to this two-parter. They're, they're good episodes. Um, but that brings us on. Now that we've done the, the recap of the episode, let's see how long have we got. We've got a decent amount, decent amount of entries onto this Whovia this week. Whoa, 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 whoa. Not as many as last time, thankfully. Um, uh. The story idea of the 10th Doctor's involvement in the 2012 Olympics sparked a petition of thousands of fans all over the world wishing that David Tennant be the one to carry the Olympic torch. Mm. Uh, however, it was not Tennant, but his successor, Matt Smith, who would go on to carry the 2012 Olympic torch in Wales on the 26th of May 2012, which wow. would have been 10 years ago, two days ago. Jesus. Right. Uh, this episode takes place in summer, but was actually filmed in January. Uh, and there was concerns that the the fact that the actor's breath was sometimes visible in shots, most notably in the scene where the neighbours are yelling each other uh, right. at the start. Uh, you can actually see the breath uh, from them, which is why the Doctor includes the line uh, referencing it being cold and wondering if someone was sucking all the heat out of the, the street, which is why the... Oh. the the ship needs heat was kind of to write in the fact that they were filming when it was a really really cold time of the year clever uh while they haven't dismissed the episode being outright bad david tennant russell t davis and euros lynn have all gone on the record as admitting that this episode could have been a lot better than it was and it was hurt by a lack of budget rushed writing and rushed filming schedules so you were pretty much spot on there um this had a very very low budget this episode was actually a replacement that was written fairly quick in the turnaround, like they didn't have much time. Uh, the original episode was called The 1920s and was written by Stephen Fry. It was abandoned when Fry was unavailable to rewrite the episode and they realised that budgetary uh, reasons would mean that if they hired him to rewrite the episode, it would, they would go over budget. Um, in response to the negative reviews of this episode, it is apparently often regarded as one of the worst of the revived series, if not the worst. Matthew Graham said that the episode was written explicitly for children in mind and not adults, and it should be treated as such. Uh, Matthew Graham also originally pitched a storyline in which the Doctor and Rose are faced with a man who's discovered how to drain things off their beauty, leaving the planet sterile and grey. So that was the original idea behind the episode, and they thought, right. let's aim it more at kids and mm. choose a di slightly different take on that story. Obviously, this is quite notably taking place at the London 2012 Olympics, but this was filmed, like, six years before. Uh, the logo that is seen throughout is actually the bid logo, because the final logo wasn't revealed until much, much later. Uh, at one point, this story also took place on another planet completely. I don't know how that would have worked with the London setting. Um, London 2012 definitely takes place on Earth. But um, Matthew Graham mm. noted on the DVD commentary that the Scribble creature was never actually um, to be called a Scribble monster, and that line was actually just sort of ad-libbed uh, and been called the Scribble monster, but felt that it was very out of place for the Doctor to call anything a monster. Um, we get a reference to the Doctor's dislike of cats in this one, uh, which is a reference to New Earth, which is earlier in the season. Um Dame Kelly Holmes was once offered a cameo as herself, but she was too busy with Dancing on Ice in this episode. Um, the second, This is the second story in this series where no one dies, which follows The Empty Child and The Doctor Dances, which in my mind, loads of people died in that one, but they didn't because The Doctor is so happy because... Everyone lives! He does indeed. Uh, the scene where the cat walks into the box and then disappears is a reference to what, Geordie? 
Is it Schrodinger's cat? It is Schrodinger's cat. Only that the cat is either dead or alive. It doesn't disappear in the Schrodinger's cat thing. However, in the novel Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, uh, the mm-hmm. experiment is conducted. In that case, the cat also disappears. I've never seen Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Is it good? It's, uh, it's, well, the Netflix series... I watched the first season of the Netflix series, and it's all right, but it's based on... Um, Douglas, uh, Douglas Douglas Adams, who wrote uh, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, yes, is based on books by him. And uh, there's a really good series uh, starring Stephen Mangan as uh, Dirk Gently. Okay. And um, that was quite... It was like a, a mini-series, but it was quite quite good. Uh, but yeah, it's very... Is it very Doctor It's Who? strange. It's sort of Doctor Who in the sense that it's all about how... Uh, holistic detective uh he believes everything is connected and coincidences aren't coincidences they're all connected and they will basically lead him to the resolution at the end and it usually does but um things get weird okay well we only have one final point left on this Huvia. it is the working titles now i have two for you today can you give me a guess what you think would be a title for this episode Olympics wrong Chloe close almost it, it's quite a tough one to get of the two uh, one of them is Chloe Weber destroys the earth okay and you're a bad girl Chloe Weber uh, what I okay believe in a reference to um, Charlie Brown yeah but that sounds horrible you're a bad and girl, very Chloe inappropriate Weber. Um, both of these were rejected by Russell T. Davis for being far too long. Um, yes. Which is the first time that I've I've been able to find any notes on the fact that they were actually rejected by Russell T. Davis, like outright right. and not just working titles. Um, he actually specifically went, we are not calling it that. We're not calling uh, it. We're calling it. Fiona. You're a bad girl, Chloe Weber. Chloe Weber. But that is all the Hoovia for today, which brings us on to... The Satan Pit. The Satan Pit is our weekly segment in which we cast down certain concepts into the fiery pits of the Satan Pit to be locked up forever. And I'm really struggling to think what I would send there. But I think I've got it. Okay. It's not something we've watched yet. Okay. But it's just as a concept. Okay. Because we made reference to it. Uh, it is, of course, Chris Chibnall. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry, Chris Chibnall is going into the Satan's pit. Uh, I think he would be locked up like the beast. Um, and that might do better things for Doctor Who in the future. But yeah, Chris Chibnall. Sorry. Down you go. Yeah. You're, you're in You're in the, the impossible planet circling a black hole. What would you put in there? I would put down the... 40, 45th president of the United States, Donald Trump. He exists in Doctor Who canon based on one of the Jodie Whittaker series. So, yeah, there he is. Donald J. Trump. Donald J. Trump. Chris Chibnall in Satan's Pit. Yeah. Let us let us know who you. I I mean I don't think we need to explain why they're there. Who would you send in the Saints Pit? Let us know. 
Where can they do that, Jordy? You can let us know on our official Twitter page at Doctor Who Pod. Indeed, you can. Use the hashtag Satan Pit. What or hashtag? the Satan Pit. The Satan's Pit. Satan Pit. The S- Satan Satan's pit. Satan's Pit. Is it Satan's? I thought it was Satan. The Satan Pit. Uh, possibly. Yeah, hashtag the Satan Pit. Yeah. It's not Room 101. Fraser, what did you think of this episode? I thought this was an improvement over last week's episode. It is a definite improvement over Love and Monsters. Mm-hmm. It's not massive improvement in terms of just quality. I found myself quite bored throughout this one. Um, yes. It doesn't really have a good hook. There is certain aspects that I think they could have done better. There's certain aspects that I think they um, didn't really dive deep enough into. Like the character, the, the alien concept of it is quite interesting, but they just sort of brush over the in one sort of monologue that mm-hmm. the Doctor has. Um, it's not really a terrifying concept. I think they should have done something a bit darker, but they did aim this one at children. Um they wanted a lighter episode going into the two darker ones that cap off this series. I can't really say much about it. It's not a great episode. It's it's just your bog standard Doctor Who. It's kind of forgettable. I will likely forget about this episode in a day or two. Mm. Um, it's one I usually skip. Yeah. And there's not much more I can say about it. Just, there, was, there was some decent stuff. It just yeah. wasn't great. Yeah, it's just it's 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 very meh, and it's not because of a bad concept. It's just not given enough scope, and it feels you could like I said you could it, you could feel that low budget, and it feels like a a filler episode, um, and yeah, it, it, it we know uh, because of the 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 Hoovia last week. Mm-hmm. Or in the last episode, that it was it was muddled around on the schedule, so it feels very yeah, like a like it's a filler. A, it's a, it's, it's you could, a filler you could put get, it anyway. Yeah, like we had the really good double episodes of the Impossible Planet and Satan's Pit, and then you've got two duds back to back, and they're really really filler. Yeah, um, what are you going to give it though, score wise? I'm going to give it just because it's such a uh, it's not terrible. But it's not. It just doesn't live up to its potential. I'm gonna give it a five out of ten. I'm gonna give it a four. I just. I think there's more that it could have been done with it. Um, and I Fair. think that's. Yeah. Popping it at four. It could have been better. It could have been a lot worse. Yeah. But what did you think of Fear Her? You could tell us at Real Jordy Steel or at B Fraser Porter or at Doctor Who Pod. You could also follow us on Instagram. You could also like, share, comment, Do review, stuff. subscribe, share, comment, like, review. Yep. Rate us five stars. Give us a five star rating. Um, and and watch Doctor Who. Watch Doctor Who. Give us a wee. I mean, I don't, you probably are watching Doctor Who if you listen to the show. Yeah. Uh, but if you're, you're watching not, along with us, if yeah. you're watching along with us, watch ahead. And give us your opinions, and then maybe we'll read them out on the show, along Absolutely. with your Satan Pit pitches. Yes, we'll do that. But until then, what, what should we be doing? I believe 
I should wish them a very lovely week. We got great next week coming. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. But as always, remember, stay, stay hooked. hooked.